Today we're listening to Scott. Scott and his family with six kids lay down their lives for the gospel's sake and going into the Middle East. And we're going to capture something here that's really precious and wonderful. And that's a passion of a life laid down for Jesus and his mission. And uh, we're going to draw this out and just see and capture the heart and the passion that lies behind Scott. Scott, welcome to the podcast. Great. Thanks for having me, Dave. Yeah, Scott, um, as I look at you guys and taking your kids into the Middle East and your passion for for Jesus, I wonder, how did it all start with you? Yeah, great question. It started uh, probably shortly after I became a believer. Um, I just had this feeling that maybe I was going to be going to another country, but I think the Lord really spoke to me when I was in Bible college and doing a lot of missional uh, lectures, and I had a fantastic lecturer who really guided me as well. But he started introducing us to this 1040 window, and mm. I hadn't really heard about this before. Um, and I knew we were going to take our family somewhere. My wife and I are both in agreement the Lord is leading us overseas, but we didn't know where, and we were open to go wherever God called us. And so he started showing us this 1040 window, and as he's moving across. You know, China, Central Asia, uh, the Middle East, North Africa, and he's showing us the percentages of of people, cross-cultural workers who go to these places. And the numbers just kept getting lower and lower. And when we got to uh, especially North Africa, Libya onwards, you, there was really no one from the Western world who was uh, taking the opportunity to bring the gospel to these countries And so I just remember this moment sitting in the lecture room and I just felt from the Lord like that Isaiah 6 calling uh, when when God called Isaiah and he said, who will go for us? And Isaiah says, "Uh, I'll go, send me. And I remember I just put my hand up and I just quietly said that out loud in the lecture room. I said, God, I'll go wherever uh, you call us to and especially to this part of the world. If this is the unreached places Mm. where people are, A, not going to, and B, this is where the, the unreached people are living. This is where the, the gospel needs to go the most. If we could go anywhere in the world, which is what my wife and I thought, we would go anywhere. Where is the most needed place? And that would be the places where there is no opportunity for the gospel to be heard. Uh, so we said yes to the Lord. And then he kind of guided our steps more specifically to the Middle East shortly after that. Wow. Wow. Fantastic. And you know, I can understand if you're a single bloke and you were just um, you were just going out. I mean, really, you you can you can go out and die for Jesus, and everybody will say God bless you. But what about you, your wife, six gorgeous children, and the challenges that that is? Uh, unpack that for us a little bit, and that passion to to go with your family. Yeah, it was definitely something you consider when you're counting the cost and you're thinking, okay, it's not just me that's going, but God has called us all as a family to go. And so something really uh, impactful that we've found is the the verse um, that Jesus he's, gives you this peace and the peace surpasses your understanding. You don't know why. You have peace, you're in this conflict zone, there's lots of things happening, but for some reason, because God has called us to this place, we feel completely at peace, that we're in the center of his will, and that he will protect us. 
in in the midst of everything that's happening. And so we looked at it as we pray as a family. We do everything as a family. Mm. And to be perfectly honest, in the part of the world that we're working in, in the Middle East, um, going as a family is uh, – you're so protected by the community. Everyone wants you to come into your – their home and have meals with you and play, introduce, you know, the kids to everyone. And so we feel so safe. We feel the peace of God that, like it says, that surpasses all understanding. And, uh, yeah, that's, we just take it one step at a time. But the Lord has led us in that and he's led us in the area of trusting him and obedience and, and providing everything that we need. And so, yeah, when we've said yes to go, um, he gives you that peace, just like if you're called into the ministry as a as a pastor mm. and the mm. pressures that come with that role as well. Uh, but if you're called into it and you're firm and you've got that word from the Lord, um, he will give you the peace and everything that you need to sustain you and be fruitful in that calling. And so mm. we feel it's exactly the same when we uh, have this calling into cross-cultural missions, that he provides everything that we need. Mm. You, you really had to... Um uh, look at this fair and square in the face and 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 say lord uh, i surrender and there's a whole bunch of things that are, are normal for aussies as they look at at their lives and they say well there's career and there's buying a house mm. and there's building up all that super and uh, surely i can just serve the lord and have all that stuff um, how have you navigated that yeah, that's a great question. And we, I think at the beginning of our marriage, we had the typical Australian dream and we're saving for a house and this is, this is the things that you do in Australia. You want to get your name on a title. You want to work 20, 30 years, get that paid off. And then at the end of your life, you have a house that's paid off. <laughs> and Or if you're more business savvy, you may have two or three houses and that's that's the Australian dream. And so we were walking towards that at some point. And Mm. then we came to this place where we realized this thing that we wanted for our family to have this stable home in this safe country, we kind of had to make a decision and lay one of them down. We either Mm. had to lay down fulfilling the call that God had called us to in another land, to another people that we don't know, uh, to learn this language and to go and to minister the gospel in this place. We either had to take that road or take the road of staying in Australia. And of course, when you love Jesus, you want to share him, you know, wherever you are geographically. But we just came to this place where we were confident uh, in the calling of the Lord to take this particular direction and to lay it down. Uh, And even as we did that, um, God has always provided in such miraculous ways for our family. And there's been so many unexpected things that have happened on that journey as well. Uh, but yeah, it's everyone counts the cost and everyone lays down what uh, they're convicted to lay down in order to pursue what God has called you to in your life. Yeah. And, and have your family, those who are close to you have come up to you and said, what are you doing? Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. And again, it comes back to that, that peace comes back to getting the word of the Lord, first of all, and that mm. peace. And people won't see necessarily uh, because they haven't had that experience with the Lord for that particular calling. And so mm. for people who are called to the Muslim world, to some that might sound exciting and 
you have such a, a love for the the people and the Arab world and the culture, and you want to go and live among the people and learn the language and minister the gospel and pray and all those things. That might sound really exciting to one person, and to someone else it might sound completely crazy, mm. as you said. And so, yeah, we I guess always try to remind people everyone has a calling from the Lord, and He's the one who guides our steps. And mm. some people are led into ministry, some people are led into the military, some people are led to cross-cultural missions, some people are led to be a teacher, mm. whatever it is, um, it's always going to look crazy to someone. <laughs> mm. But if you have that word of the Lord that you can stand on, then he will give you the peace and the confidence that what you're doing is from him and he's going to bless it and it's going to be fruitful. Fantastic. Let's, mm. let's jump in a little bit deeper. Take us into the space where... You had to you had to lay it down for Jesus, and where what did that look like? What was the prayer meeting? What was the space where you you actually really heard from God and you just said yes to Jesus? I think there were several, probably smaller um, revelations, if you like, that have come together. But yeah, a, a couple come to mind. Um, a thing we do in our organization, we love to, to get our maps, and I'm a big maps person, and looking at mm. things from a bird's eye view, I'm a bit of a visionary, and just looking at the size of the world and how we could possibly be effective with so many people, and we just start walking and praying over this map, and I remember two times specifically of just not thought that anything in particular spiritually was going to happen to me in this time. I kind of consider it like a time of intercession where I just get to pray over the nations and be really, you know, bold and speak love and speak Jesus and speak breakthrough and movements to take place. And each time I've come across to the Middle East, God has just dropped me on the ground and I just Mm. found myself just weeping Mm. and I don't really cry much (laughs) but I just find I'm just start weeping and praying and I just it's God just giving you a a glimpse a touch of his heart for the lost Mm -hmm. and I just began crying out I'm saying but they don't know you Lord and who's going to go to these places and it's really God's heart I think and and it's his will that none would perish and yet people Mm -hmm. dying every day the lost have a living without hope in Jesus and without opportunities to hear the gospel. And so probably the foundational time was during our our missional training and I had this first kind of map experience and I just started weeping over these nations and it's it's interesting as we we make ourselves available in that space of saying yes to God, he's the one who gives you start getting aspects of his heart and of his love and his pursuit of the lost and he just kind of brings it together your heart and your dreams start becoming his heart and his dreams and Mm. they just merge them together Mm. and then before you know it you're just walking in obedience with him into what he's calling you to fantastic so really it's not just a cold um uh methodical Decision. There's a lot of heart here. There's mm. a lot of engagement with God. There's tears yep. and there's prayers and there's pr- moments in time when God has just dropped something and you've you've got on your knees and yep. said yes and exactly and, yeah. And I think some people have those kind of stories where 
you know, they were just working in their job and then God just spoke to them and then they just left everything and went straight away and started, you know, to another country. But for us, it was just these incremental yeses that we kept mm. saying to God and we had this heart to go and serve in an unreached, you know, among an unreached people group and people who hadn't heard the gospel or hadn't had the opportunity to. And it was incremental yeses that we kept saying and incrementally laying our lives down and the dreams that we had for our life, what we thought were, you know, the good Australian dreams to have and the things that, you know, you want for your kids and stuff. And as we laid them down to the Lord, not only did he pick pick us pick them up but he he made the life for our kids so much more now looking back so much more than what we could have made it so that that thing we wanted to hold on to like i want my kids to have a good life and a good education when we laid that down to god he's giving them that and abundance and and more and so mm-hmm. that's the that's the upside downness of the kingdom of god and at god's ways you lay something down um he gives it back in abundance, but it's that obedience to laying down the things that we hold tight in our life. Maybe the worldly things, maybe the good intentions and the good uh, dreams that we have for our life, but laying that down saying, God, whatever you want to do with my life, I'm yours. And then he moves. That's awesome. Uh, it's amazing. And I know you, you've then went across and spent a, a, a number of years already in the Middle East and, mm-hmm. And then had to come back again, and to to then got caught by COVID, really, uh, back in Australia. Yeah. Um, and now you're you're going out again. Tell tell us tell us some of the challenges that you're facing as you rejig and as you you go out and into another another nation this time in yep. the Middle East. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, yeah. I think the the whole world had uh, to readjust in one sense mm. to a COVID post during COVID, post-COVID life. And so we've had to reassess uh, some things in our life as well. But God, during this time, I think we're just more convinced than ever, although it seems to be more challenging to to get out into the nations again, but now more than ever is the time that God is calling people to to lay down their lives and to go. And so mm. we face some travel challenges and some visa challenges getting back out. Uh, we've been raising our own support that we've been doing uh, for the last four or five months. And so that's been a bit of a challenge and an incredible time as well because we get to uh, connect with people, share a bit of our vision about how, what God has called us to in the Middle East and if if people would want to partner with that. And so we've been seeing incredible provisions so far. So we still have a ways to go, about 25% of our monthly support target that we're praying for uh, before we head back uh, at the end of January. So support raising is is a challenge, but a blessing as well. Uh, And just, again, it's another level of surrender and another Mm. level of of committing your life. Okay, so now I'm going back into a very high COVID country. Now I've got the kids as well. We have more kids than when we Mm. first came back from the Middle East. And so it's just another level of surrender and it can feel the anxiety can build up and the same thinking that we had in the beginning, what if this happens, what if that happens, but and it all just comes back to laying that down before God again, mm. asking him for that peace in our hearts. And once you get that word from the Lord, like I've said, then mm. um, 
you, you're able to go and you can carry that peace and you won't have the, the fear and the anxiety because you know this is what God has called us to and yes, the world has changed and yes, it is more challenging but so is the need for the gospel as well and so mm. we want to be available to the Lord even during these times and even when times may be worse down the track that we say, God, whatever is happening in the world, we want to say yes to you. Mm. What's helped you? What's helped you to really, um, as you're facing the challenges, to embrace and break through? And, and yeah, what, what have you found really helpful? Yep. Um, an incredible wife. That would be, mm. <laughs> be one thing for sure. Um, a support network of like-minded people, mm. people who understand the calling of God to fulfill the Great Commission, to make disciples, and being encouraged by people who are in that sphere and who are continuing to do it as well. And of course, not wanting to sound cliche, but it's really during these times that we need to press into the Lord as a family. Mm. And we're training our kids even to pray and to listen and wait on the Lord. And we we pray now as a family. Our kids are a little bit older and so getting together and saying, look, guys, this is the situation and we're feeling from the Lord that we're going to go and you know relocate to this other region in the Middle East and there's some different needs and different challenges there. Let's just sit and pray together and get that word of the Lord together and see what God wants to say even through our, our children as well. So, yeah, probably they're the, they're the main things, I think, but having those like-minded people mm. to encourage and sharpen you like in any area of life if you're in ministry uh in a pastoral sense getting around other pastors who are on fire for the lord sharpening mm. each other that always helps and so for us for this specific calling getting around people who are like-minded in that area as well and who are great commission uh disciple making believers just sharpening each other and encouraging each other to to go again is massive awesome What's the focus as you go? What's what's the vision? What's your heart? What what's God laid on your heart? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty simple. Um, but we want to go and make disciples who make disciples of others, and so there's a, a huge uh, awakening. I would dare to call it in the Middle East of people who are coming to Jesus radically in mm. dreams and visions and sometimes in places they haven't had contact with a Christian before. And so our goal is to plant ourselves in the harvest, in unreached communities, unreached regions of the Middle East, and then begin discipleship making, prayer, uh, worship, intercession times, and seeing uh, people of peace coming into our life and seeing people, uh, disciples being made in these challenging areas. Mm. Fantastic. And, um, yeah, as, as you go, what has prepared you to, um, to think like that? What, what tools do you have in your hand? What, what's um, being poured into your life so that you can go feeling prepared to seeing uh, disciple makers uh, being planted amongst underage people groups? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, great. There's... Uh, a few tools uh, that we use, and I think the the material around uh, discipleship making movements is really amazing. And the whole idea of discipleship making movements is that it it there's an organicness to it in that you can learn a a kind of a strategy 
that we want to pray, we want to find people of peace, we want to find people that are open to the gospel, but still there's uh, organicness that happens in that. What what happens in one region may not work necessarily in the other region, but the, the core principles of disciple-making mm. are firstly it's, it's birthed, sustained and uh, multiplied in prayer, first of all. And so we want to be praying and then we need to be planting ourselves in the harvest, being around people who don't know Jesus, which can be challenging, especially when you're in another country, you're feeling a bit lonely, it's easy to want to get around other people. And so, yeah, there's great material on the on the Praxis website, there's great books, discipleship making movements. Um, yeah, there's some really good good stuff out there that we use to get the, the framework. And then we just ask the Lord, once we're planted there, what is your specific goal and strategy for reaching these people and how we how can we do that now that we have the the framework for dmms how can we get the strategy from the lord for to reach these people yeah awesome awesome what's um what's your um perspective as we start to look at the middle east of what um god is doing there's so much volatility there's so much um um, so much going on. What's your perspective on what's happening in the Middle East in just some broad brushstrokes? Hmm. Um, I think, like many places, there's a bit of a, a shaking season. And hmm. you have, on one hand, um, you know, nations that are making peace, like with Israel. We have the Abraham Accords, where countries are, are normalizing their relations and even working together, which is amazing for the Middle East. But then there's also this underlying uh, shaking or underlying uh, almost warlike mentality that ca- nations are also raging as well. And mm-hmm. so in this time, we're just praying and believing and that God is going to sweep through and see these huge harvests of people coming to the Lord, even in the midst of the shaking, even as some nations are raging against other nations, um, that on the ground, the lay people are, are still lost and are still seeking. And so they're the people that we really want to get out to and share the love of Jesus with. And of course, in the political realm, there's always going to be... Mm. Uh, conflicts and and talking and provoking and things like that and so uh, we want to pray into that but really we want to be on the ground level because the lay people the majority of the people that we've ever ministered to and ever had contact with are amazingly lovely people uh, who are seeking something there is an emptiness and a void and I know from my own life before I met Jesus you think you a feeling like you're satisfied in your life for a period of time, but then you come to the realization at different points that there's something missing in my life. And I think it doesn't matter if you grew up in Australia or in Egypt or in Iran or in China, there's still that voidness in your heart. And so although we see nations talking about wars and we see skirmishes and conflicts happening and and that will probably increase um, over the next few years, but then the, the people on the ground who don't really want to be part of that um, are the ones that I feel like uh, really are going to mm. hear the story mm. of Jesus, how he sacrificed himself for us, and they're going mm. to receive him and follow him radically, um, especially into the times where the nations are, are raging even more. Yeah. You know, um, for those who are listening 
uh, it might have sounded like I, I have been questioning what what Scott and Jenny are doing. Um, but I just want to just say I'm in such admiration, Scott, of your heart for God. And I just love the way that you have responded to his call, the Great Commission. The 1040 window, which is the, the band um, of 10 degrees um to 40 degrees above the equator, I think it is, mm-hmm. and that, that bandwidth that goes from the, the Middle East right across to Asia uh, represents to us the greatest missionary challenge. And mm-hmm. as people like you look at that and you just lay down your life and you just say, yes, Lord. And then he he he, he speaks to you in prayer times and, and forms you and molds you. And, and suddenly you've got this wonderful passion that that is just oozing up there to surrender and to go, and mm. that's um, that's just awesome, and and a clear mandate to make disciples and to see His mm. kingdom come, and uh, really good. Just yeah. just love what I see. Um, thank you for being you. Thank you for your mm. heart. Thank you for responding to Jesus the way you do. Um, do, do you have a word of encouragement for us, the, for us who are listening to the podcast, um, mm. to finish off our time? Yeah, I think just when I look at my life and I was so lost at one point and when I experienced the love of Jesus, which was shared to me by someone, someone was sent (laughs) and someone, you know, was out in the community and they were witnessing to me and led me to a church where I then gave my life to the Lord. And I just think I was so lost and no one would have anticipated looking back at me then, that I would have amounted to anything. I think most people predicted I would be in jail or in some, you know, not doing well in life at all. But God radically saved me and really turned my life around. And so Mm. when I think about that, I think now that he's done that in my life, what else could I really do but give him my life in return? And even over the years, if I can be completely honest, um, there are seasons where it's felt like I'm not doing what God has called me to do, or I'm even feeling a bit dull and lifeless and my spirit is not thriving. I I just turn back to him and I keep pressing into God in those times. And so my encouragement would be that even if you're feeling like that or feeling like, um, you're not contributing to the Great Commission in some way or you're feeling lifeless or that you don't have that zeal for the Lord, every time we come back to Him, every time we seek Him again, uh, He He fills us with this zeal and with this fire and you can always mm. get that back again. And so uh, what else can we do with our life now that we've tasted and we've got, uh, we've been forgiven We've been filled with the Spirit of God. What else can we do? And I'm not saying everyone needs to sell everything and go and to be a a cross-cultural worker necessarily, um, but to lay down our lives and say, God, where do you want me to go? If it's in this town that I'm living in, okay, what's the strategy for reaching people in this town? And I feel like it's 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 the lowliest of our service to give our lives completely back to him because he's so radically changed us. And sometimes we forget that. And so think back to your first love. Think back to that encounter that you had with God or that moment that you had with God where you said yes to him and then uh, go back to him again and ask him, Lord, 
I've been saved for a number of years now or I'm feeling a bit dry in my spirit. What can I do? And he will ignite this fire in your spirit again. And who knows, you may meet me in the Middle East. You may be called to somewhere else. You may be called to the town you're in. But God will start to give you these strategies. How can we fulfill the Great Commission in this generation and in the generations to come? And that's our our calling and our mandate is to go make disciples of all nations. And so God will give you that fire and that zeal if you seek Him and if you continue to, to draw near to Him, to lay your life down before Him. So God, I just pray that uh, you will continue to guide our steps. You'll continue to draw us into your loving arms and also give us the fire and the passion to want to serve you, to want to go and make disciples wherever that is. And Lord, I pray anyone who's hearing this that they'll get a fresh revelation of your love. You'll bring back to remembrance the times uh, that you, you touched and changed their life. And Lord, set us on fire for you and teach us how we can be laid down lovers of Jesus who are fulfilling your great commission. In Jesus' name, amen.